A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. WrestleTalk. Hello and welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast. I am Chopper Pete Quinnell. I'm joined today by Randy Andy Datsun. Hello, Chopper Pete Quinnell. Hi. I'm Randy Andy Datsun. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you, mate? I am groggy, Pete. I am <laughs> groggy. Um, because we went out yesterday. We did go out. And then I went out after we went out. Mm. And I haven't slept very much. Mm-hmm. And I had too much to drink. Nice. That is professionalism to a T. It's great, yeah. Uh, we're going to be talking more about that, plus a whole bunch of Datsun World problems in the outro mm. of this show. But first, let's get into talking about SmackDown, where we're going to be talking about has the new teased character actually been revealed on SmackDown? Here's the show. Uh, anyway, let's talk about SmackDown. Let's talk about this character that seems to have been possibly revealed on this show. So last week we mentioned, it was actually the title of the stream last week, was uh, this new character being mm. teased on SmackDown. There were some glitchy effects that came across the screen during the episode last week. And there was more of it this week, but much more of it. There was. Oh, yes. It wasn't just little glitches in the corner of the screen. This was... It, took over the whole screen for like for about a second. Yes. Glitches came over the screen. The first one we saw it, it was just like a, it came up with a load of uh, blue glitchy effects and then it came up with like the symbol for like an email or a yeah. text message. Like it's a, just like an envelope. Like on the, like in your iPhone. Yeah, yeah. Or your, your, your Android phone. You will get, it's the, yeah, like a little envelope message. <laughs> you, you click on it, uh, seeing you'd get an email and it was from uh, Amazon saying, uh, here's the latest Prime deals. We, we do know how emails work, Datsun. So basically, it's email stands for electronic mail. <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, and then there was a second one later in the show, yep. um, which seemed to reveal who this was. I mean, you didn't. Yes. It, like, a lot of people saying, oh, it's so obvious. Mm. And I, when I saw that, I was like, oh, I think I know who this is now. Yeah. Uh, and then I told you, you were like, oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Because um, in your review, you, you kind of go, oh, there was glitches again. I actually who could didn't it be? spot it. 
Mainly um, because while I'm watching SmackDown, I'm also writing notes yes. and partially writing my review at the same time. So, so there right. might be some things that I miss on this screen. Um, but yeah, I, I missed this next one that happened, which was Glitchy Effect came up again. And it was uh, a circle, like a mm. blue light circle with a lot of tiny little blue lights in a circle, which some people might recognize. As Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, it's Iron Man. He's, yeah. he's coming to SmackDown. Yeah. After Endgame, I'm assuming this was the obvious. Yeah, it's the obvious way forward, yeah. I think. Also, it's been seen on Mustafa Ali, oh. uh, on his little hand thing that he goes that has the lights on it and it, it does the lighty uppy thing. Mm. Uh, so this very well may be kind of like a revamped character for Mustafa Ali. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not 100% certain it is. I know it looks very much like his thing and, it, and it's totally possible that it is. It's not like confirmed, confirmed that it is. No. Though. There's still a part of me that's just like, why is there emails? We have a whole storyline going on about text messages right now with Otis and that's Mandy true. Rose. So it's like, <laughs> do you uh, reckon it's Sonya Deville? I, I don't know. It could be someone else at some sort of like mm. hacker thing, and this is just like, this is their first victim, and then yeah. they're gonna go and do someone else. There's gonna be another storyline about text mess messages soon and it's going to be someone else doing a new thing it still could be killer cross i don't know i don't know what they're doing i don't know where they're going but if it if it is mustafa ali though i am quite excited for that because it seems like they're dedicating a bit of time to it they're doing some yeah. really cool teasers for it so i'm hoping that when he comes back it's going to be kind of a big deal they'll treat him properly maybe have like an ic title run something like that what he needs to do is go away and just get like super, super jacked. I mean, he is, he's not unjacked now. but like, He's very jacked he now. Could, he should do like, he should just grow chest hair because that's what Drew McIntyre did. Mm -hmm. yeah. And now he's probably going to win the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. So, and just take him away from it. Come back, loads of chest hair. It's what Champa did as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like super big moustache. Mm. Um, Handlebar. Yeah, maybe some back hair, just let it grow. Back hair? Mm. Some back hair. Yeah. Okay. You've got that. I do have that, mm. yeah. Hey ladies. This is what you came to the WrestleTalk podcast yeah. for. But yeah, I, I, I would, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, didn't want it to be him, but now that it is him, I'm kind of like, okay, well yeah, like you said, they're, they're Clearly putting a bit of thought into it. At least, well, they've, they're doing something. Yes. Uh, which is more yeah. than they've done with him a lot in the past. Exactly. I mean, he's had those sort of promos where he was standing out under a streetlight and looking moody and kind of mm -hmm. looked like a sort of Coldplay album sort of yeah. thing. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, to me it looked quite obviously like it's him just because like the, no one, I've never seen that symbol on WWE apart mm -hmm. from on his hand and he hasn't been on TV for a few weeks. Yeah. It would seem like this is what's going to happen. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, for example, I don't know, something else happens next week and then he gets inserted into the Elimination Chamber mm -hmm. or something like that, has a good showing there, yeah. loses to Reigns as the last man. Oh, there, there might be something that happens, which we'll get into later in the show, that might actually be ruling out one of the people in the Elimination Chamber, which mm. might leave a slot open for this new Mustafa Ali to come in because it was Elimination Chamber last year when he should have had that spot when he got yeah. injured and Kofi Kingston replaced him going on to have Kofi Mania. Yes. So perhaps this new thing is Mustafa Ali coming back and being like, this is my spot that I should have had, this is where I'm gonna go and oh, this is where I start my I like new that. redemption story of being yeah. like, this is my spot from last year, I'm taking it now. That would um, make sense, gauntlet match. Yeah. Um, but as we saw later in the show, Sheamus kind of ruined because there was a few weeks ago there was a lineup for the elimination chamber. I think it was Braun, Roman, Brian, Rude, 
Corbin and Nakamura. Shinsuke, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right, and yeah. Sheamus has announced himself for it, so that's mm -hmm. that was obviously just like uh, to try and shift some tickets. So yeah. it'd be interesting to see what the rest of the actual makeup of the match is going to be. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We're going to say thank you to some very special people, and they are our $25 and above pledge hammers on Patreon. So if you haven't gone over to our Patreon yet, patreon.com slash WrestleTalk, go over there right now. You can get all sorts of extra bonus content. You get all sorts of really cool stuff, extra podcasts, extra cool things. And if you're at the $25 or above tier, you get a customized wrestling name, and it gets shouted out on a video much like this one. So thank you to Ken. I'm not eligible to get a case of craft beer, DeLeon. Yeah. Woo. And you get a cheap pop. Manipulating Manny Umaria. Oh, yes. Butter me up, Soren Nor. I will oh, butter yes. you up. Uh, Jonathan. The Headmaster, Headmaster. Oh, yes, thank you. Badasaurus Rex Joseph Calmary. Oh, oh what yes, a name. Chris Hellfire Brimstone. You rolled your R. No, no, that was my... You rolled your R. That was a speech impediment. Listen. You rolled your R. What's the last one, Pete? You're banned from rolling R's, Datsun. Oh, no. And finally, he's a sexy man. Not an Andrew Gross man. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you very much to all our pledge members.
But now, let's get into the full review of SmackDown. Stop doing that, that's weird. Magic. Um, the Usos started off this episode of SmackDown mm. coming out and being like, we're cool. Do you know who else is cool? Our tag partners on oh, yeah. the location. Everybody's cool. Yeah, and then New Day come out and they kind of go back and forth with the Usos being like, you're awesome. No, you're awesome. You're six time champs. But then there was a little bit of a tease of like mm. a future match at some point when, uh, you know, Usos were just like, hey man, we can do this again sometime. And New Day was just like, oh, you know, you're six time champions. That's one less than us, oh. which means we're better than you. Mic drop. They didn't drop the mic, yeah, but. No, they go like, you so cool. No, you that's so a, cool. That's a really bad pun. That was <laughs> that wasn't even laboured. I haven't even written that one down. That's laboured. Yeah. Really laboured. There are some, um, some better ones later. Yeah, great. Can't wait. Uh, but then, yeah, they, they kind of go back and forth for a bit, but it's set up as an eight-man tag, and then uh, Miz and Morrison come out and just be like, oh, yeah, it's great that you guys want to have another match, but you won't have it because we're going to win the SmackDown yeah. Tag Team Championship and match. You suck. Uh, it was, Super yeah. Showdown. It basically it, it turned from, you're cool, no, you're cool, I'll stop it to... Uh, none of you are actually cool, and do you know who is cool? Our tag partners. <laughs> who, sorry? Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. There we go, the yeah. The most uninspiring tag team since, I don't know, Deuce and Domino. Rude off the Red Nose tag team. Mm. Uh, yeah, all eight of them come out. Miz and Morrison tried to get over a stupid chant catchphrase thing. Yeah, Miz and Morrison. Hoo-hoo, ha-ha, or something yeah, like that. Something. It was weird. Yeah. Uh, it was supposed to be stupid and obviously not supposed to get over, but it was quite funny. Uh, but then the match itself was perfectly fine. Nothing wrong with it whatsoever. There was some fun babyface comeback stuff. Lots of counters and roll-ups. Hey, Pete, guess who took the pin? Well, I'm going to have a wild guess here. Bearing in mind I've watched the show. Yeah. It's not going to be any of the faces. It's not going to be the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. They've been protecting the Usos a lot. Mm. On the heel side... Usos aren't the champions. They're not going to have the SmackDown Tag Team Champions lose, and they've been protecting the oh, Usos a lot. I didn't hear the and. And then they've got, uh, on the heel side, they've got Miz mm. and Morrison, who are number one contenders to uh, the SmackDown Tag Team Tam they Championships. Are. And then you've got Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Dolph Ziggler is embroiled in a storyline along with uh, Mandy Rose and Otis right now, which leaves literally one person that could take the pin. You're going to have a wild guess it was Robert Roode. It was the same person who's taken the pin since he was suspended for his wellness. Uh, That's what he does. Just not mm. as good as, as Mark Henry doing that. No. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the match itself was fine. Lots of super kicks at the end. Usos pick up the win over Robert Roode. They all kind of the four baby faces stand tall at the end. It's like New Day picking up momentum. It's like, well, the Usos won, but sure. Mm. Um, but then we get backstage. We get uh, Daniel Bryan uh, is accosted by Drew Gulak of all people. Yes, he is wearing a T-shirt that says Vess. That T-shirt does not say yes on it. It kind of the the bottom of the Y disappears very quickly and it just goes Vess. Um, but yeah, he gets accosted by Drew Gulak, um, who sort of says, oh, we sh you, you suck, you, why did you beat, why were you mean to Heath Slater? And then Heath Slater's like, that's, oh, who said my name? That's not exactly what he said. He said, you've got some holes in your game plan, which I could help you with. You I, I watched your match against The Fiend, and even in your match against Heath Slater last week, even though you, he completely dominated and Heath mm. Slater didn't get in one move. It was the week before. Yep, yeah. that one. Uh, and he was saying, you've got some holes in your game plan. I've made a PowerPoint presentation of 
how how you cannot be bad. Yes. Uh, and Heath Slater was also there, and he was like, "Hey, someone say my name. I wanna I wanna rematch because you stomped my face in." Mm. And uh, Daniel Bryan was like, "Yeah, sure, we, we can do that." And also, Drew, why don't you help Heath with your PowerPoint presentation? The mega powers have teamed up mm. finally. It's Heath Slater and Drew Gulak. <laughs> they are gonna take over SmackDown. I reckon the whole glitch thing is. Heath Slater and Drew Gulak, mm-hmm. and then they're going to implode, and it's going to be Heath Slater, Drew Gulak, WrestleMania main event. So then uh, Gulak, at the very end of the segment, turns to Heath Slater and is just like, well, there's not much time, but I think one of the most important things, and then like this segment cuts off, yeah. which, uh, which is nice. It was nice that they didn't have the awkward thing where they just go, Mm. Mm. And just look at each other. No, that's, that's what the As the camera do. stays on them way long, way too long, and then it just kind of fades yeah. off. It was, it was nice to see them actually talking. Uh, we get a recap video of the whole of the Otis thing from last romance. week. The romance story from the start and the events of last week, which is literally the most heartbreaking story in the history of the world. Um, and then uh, backstage, we've got Sonia Deville and Mandy Rose. Tucker approaches both yes. of them, and he lays into Ooh, Mandy Rose. He is and not he's, happy. He's not happy well, at all. I don't blame him. If, you, if, my, no, if my friend absolutely. got got stood up for a date, mm. I would feel exactly the same. I'd go, yeah. well, what, what are you doing? What are you, you playing at? You yeah. planned this whole thing with him. Yeah. And last uh, week we said, oh, we think Dolph Ziggler was behind this sort of text saying, oh, I'm, I'm running late. But no, I don't. We don't think it is him anymore. Not anymore, because. As Tucker comes in, he starts to say to, to Mandy Rose, he's like, Mandy, got some things I need to say to you. Sonia Deville tries to interject and just be like, hey, Tucker, I don't think now is the right time to talk about this. Mm. And Tucker's like, no, now is exactly the time to talk about this. He goes in, he said, oh, this is the sweetest man he knows, and you hurt my friend. He bought new underwear. He bought new underwear for this. Crazy. And, uh, and then he says, you know, why would you set this up to then... invite Dolph Ziggler as well Mm. and Mandy was like hey I just bumped into Dolph after Otis didn't show up like I didn't plan that and then Tucker was like well why did you send a text message saying that you were running late when you weren't and Mandy was just like what text text message she doesn't know anything about it which means someone else sent Otis that text message off Mandy's phone who's with Mandy all the time and has passed and can have access to her phone to send a text message to Otis only the person who then later says that Dolph Ziggler is more Mandy Rose's type. Oh. I've cracked the case. That Wa- means... Watson, Datson. Watson. Dotson. Dotson. No poo, Sherlock. <laughs> um, yeah, but so she would have had to know Mandy's passcode, first of all. And then she would have had to They're send very close. the message, wait till it said delivered, and then delete the message so that no one could see. Because otherwise Mandy would be able uh, to yeah. see it. It's um, possible. So I'm a hacker, so I know all these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Leet Hacksaw. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Hacksaw Jim Datsun. <laughs> um, and yeah, so yeah, it's, it's got to be Sonia Deville. So they, they are, for the 19th Sonya time... Sonia is behind it all. For the 19th time, they are teasing a breakup between Mandy Rose and Sonia oh. Deville, which is ironic because she is trying to break up Mandy Rose and Otis. I know. Crazy. I, I bloody love this story. Yeah, it's so stupid. It's, I love it. It's just incredibly like only way is Essex, uh, Jersey mm. Shore. I'm trying yeah. to think of an American thing. Like just kind of, oh, you text my boyfriend. That's no, they don't tell. That's, that's literally not Jersey, that's, is it? That's not the only way is Essex, and nor is it Jersey Shore. That was Texas. Uh, Jersey. What's that? That's like 
Snooky. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. Uh, anyway. Pastrami. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think it's Sonya Deville. She's she's the mastermind behind the whole thing. Possibly planning it with Dolph, maybe, because I think the reasoning behind it is going to be that Otis is just a distraction to Mandy. She doesn't know what's right. They need to take the women's mm. division by force, and Mandy's getting sidetracked with this whole Otis thing. She needs to focus on fighting. And you know what? She's kind of right. <laughs> yeah. But but not the point. Uh, she is yeah. a Sonya Devil. After that, we got a Lacey Evans interview with Renee Young. Uh, I hated this. Which was really bad. I hated this. Like, I, d I didn't mind the show as a whole. Mm. I hated this. Yeah. Renee is usually really good, mm -hmm. but something didn't work here. It both, was, both of them felt very awkward. You used to be a bully. Oh, no, I call everybody nasty. You're nasty. And it was kind of... Right, so you're just being, you're basically so just, you're still a bully. You're then. just excusing yourself for being a bully. If you, you what you're supposed to do there, if you're a babyface, is then yeah, I was wrong. I was, yeah. I was the wrong. But you're like, shut up, shut up, Renee. Yeah, no, <laughs> you, you just I, don't I, understand my lingo. <laughs> yeah, that's literally what she was saying. Uh, I, yeah, I thought this was really. This, weak. this was, it was awkwardly scripted, yeah. awkwardly filmed. The two didn't bounce off each other very well yeah. at all, and. She didn't add any layers to her character whatsoever. This didn't further her character. This didn't further refute. This was just her being like, I lost to a bully. Basically, Sasha Banks and Bailey are bullies. I don't like bullies. It was like, oh my God, we've heard the, this like seven times The stage direction already. beforehand was, Lacey, be as Southern as humanly possible during this thing. Yeah. Have a fan. And I really don't like when like Renee Young goes, here is the sexy, Southern, classy, Southern, sexy, Southern, sexy, Sexy Belle. Yep, and it, that's her. Uh, just, why would you describe someone sitting next to you as sexy? I don't know. It's weird. I, I don't know. I like. I don't. You, this podcast, you don't go. And here's the southern sexy Andy. Like, I feel like, <laughs> first of all, I mean, just I know. I know. That is how I'm going to introduce you next yeah, week. Just but so you know. I am southern. I'm south of London. I think. South of London. Yeah. So I mean, like overall, this was very pointless. Uh, but the one thing that did come out of it was that she announced herself for the Women's Elimination Chamber match. Yes, the first person to do so. First person to do so. So she's sort of in the title picture, I guess. Yeah. I don't think she's going to win. I still think they're going to... The, the reported plan is it's still going to be Naomi Bailey at WrestleMania. Yeah. So she's just a person. I think she's just a body to be in the match. Yeah. Um, after that, then, we get the Symphony of Destruction match, mm, which is which... a Falls Count Anywhere match. No DQs, but with musical instruments all around it. But also, it's a tag match, and you have to make legal tags yeah. in a no DQ match. I think this could Kay. be instrumental in getting Elias over as a babyface. You wait, this match is absolutely full. I bet it was. Yeah, uh, yeah so this was Braun Strowman and Elias versus uh, the other two. Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sami Zayn was also there. Uh, and this was just bonkers. This was just straight up goofy nonsense fun mm. with musical instrument spots and a load of crazy destruction stuff. It was it was crazy. Yeah. It was nuts. Uh, it was. And I there was something very penis jokey about Sami Zayn was holding his little ukulele. Yes, And entirely. out comes Braun with his giant double bass. And it's kind yes. of like... 
That's it's a, a euphemism. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but there was a bit where um, was it Cesaro hit. Who was it he hit with the keyboard? I don't know. Well, either way, it was a key moment in the match. Oh, God, you um, already said that just to make the pun? And there Jeez. was uh, Strowman got suplexed through a uh, base. Yep. Uh, there was a euphonium, which I always thought, I was like, someone's got to use it. That was the big like mm. tuba thing. But it was a euphonium. Tubas are bigger. Um, but, yeah, and it was just, it was mental. It was. It was, it was just absolutely how many, mental. How many things could we hit each other with in yeah. five minutes? There was table um, spots. There was all sorts of craziness going on. Yeah, um, but uh, it, uh, yeah, it really the the ending was kind of fun, but pretty nasty as well. Yeah, it it looked pretty uh, pretty unfortunate because I think the spot in mind was a very fun spot, uh, which was Braun Strowman and Shinsuke Nakamura on the commentary table, and there's a piano next to it. And Braun Strowman power slammed Shinsuke mm. from the commentary table on top of a piano, which is a very fun spot. However, I think something went a little bit wrong in it yes. uh, because as soon as they landed, like the piano kind of dented in the middle, uh, Shinsuke immediately grabs the back of his he head. Hit, he hit his head but right, right on the corner. Yeah, right, right on the corner of it. Immediately grabs his head. Uh, he rolls off and he gets pinned on the yeah. floor uh, by Strowman. And then a as they kind of pan away from the camera yeah. you can see Shinsuke kind of holding his head looking at his hand and it's just covered in blood yeah uh, so I, I really hope he's okay that seems like that could be a prime contender for a concussion oh, uh, yeah. which I really hope he's not got um, so fingers crossed he's okay for I, that it'll be I, I, I don't know I think it, at least a lot of stitches it didn't look like a kind of it just looked like they could just sort of hit the sharp edge yeah, rather maybe, than actual yeah. sort of concussion. Yeah, maybe it was more like a scrape across it rather yeah. than a, a yeah, full um, impact. But. Yeah, no, I, do you know what I was really disappointed at? Like, because mm. they didn't, they did one thing with the drum. Like, yeah. But I just Bruce feel like they could have, I don't know, Braun could have just started playing afterwards. <laughs> I feel like it could have been a real symbol of hope. I know? hate you so much. Yeah. But no, I actually genuinely think that would have been quite fine if he had just started it would have been. Just, just yeah, doing it would a have drum been. solo. But, uh, but uh, yeah, so Braun Strowman and Elias pick up the win on that one. And then we get a Baron Corbin backstage promo, which is every promo that Baron Corbin has ever done about Roman Reigns. Yeah. It's the same promo. I'm bow down to the king. I'm better yeah. than you. Where are you going? I was going to do a Kayla Braxton impression. Because <laughs> it was kind of literally like... This is great audio content for our podcast listeners. It was sort of, she had a microphone and it was kind of, how does it feel being the tall one, Pete? This is weird. It, yeah, it was literally like that. But did you, did you hear that on the uh, promo package beforehand, Michael Calder goes, they've been feuding for six months. And I was like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we know. They've been feuding for six months. It feels like six years. <sighs> uh, yeah, Corbin did a promo. It's exactly the same promo that you would have heard a hundred times before. Really boring, doesn't further anything. Can this feud please bloody end? Anyway, hopefully it can on Thursday. Mm. Um, then we get a moment of bliss with Alexa Bliss. Uh, she brings out the Bella Twins. Where was who, Nikki Cross? Uh, she, for some reason, they announced the segment and they said Bella Twins are coming on a moment of bliss and they had the graphic with Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss and the Bella Twins and then they tweet it out later being like, the Bella Twins are coming on a moment of bliss with Alexa Bliss. Full stop. <laughs> like, well, where's Nikki Cross? Well, it ruined my don't, time. Yeah, I was going to say, don't do it. You, now you don't have a reason exactly. to do it. Uh, Bella Twins come out. They get officially announced for the Hall of Fame class of 2020. They 
say a bunch of stuff about <laughs> the Bella army and... And all the barriers they've knocked down. Yeah. <laughs> what? Which ones? They were popular. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that counts as barriers, like, but sure. I just thought that was silly. So yeah, they just kind of said some stuff. And then I just thought it was funny because <laughs> then Daniel Bryan's music starts playing. And uh, he's like, oh, here's a baby. <laughs> I'm just gonna go beat the absolute <laughs> living crap out of this guy. This was jobber. It a random baby. It was their daughter. No, 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 you no. Know. That was that was Lacey Evans' baby. Just, <laughs> that's why Lacey Evans was so annoyed earlier. Uh, yeah, Brian came out. They kissed, handed over Birdie to Bree, and then went down to the ring and had his match with Heath Slater with Drew Gulak on commentary, mm-hmm. who was pointing out Brian's weak points. Uh, and he's like got a surprising amount of offense in this match, which kind of played into the fact that Drew Gulak does know what he's talking about. But Daniel Bryan does have weak points, but Heath Slater just couldn't execute his plan fully enough. Uh, but then uh, Heath Slater goes to the top rope to try and do something, and Gulak's like, no, no this wasn't part of the no plan. Why zone. are you going to the top? Heath Slater attempts to hit a splash. He misses. Daniel Bryan takes control, hits a running knee, and wins. Um, it was fine. I don't know where this is going. There's going to be a Bryan Gulak feud. I'd like that. But they need to portray Gulak as That's more right. than a, more than a comedy character. Otherwise, it won't really work. No. But uh, I'd be into it. Um, but then backstage afterwards, we have Mandy Rose, who is looking to to leave the arena. Uh, Dolph Ziggler comes over and he's just like, "Hey, why don't you come come with me? I mean, give you a lift." And uh, and then she's like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." I really don't like her in why not? this because like. He's the bad guy in this uh, this whole thing. And she's like, oh, no, I like her. She's like, well, stop hanging out with this guy then. She's allowed to hang out with her friends, no, but No, but he's hitting on her. How do you know that? I mean, he's going, turning up at restaurants and putting his hand on her shoulder. He bumped into her in, from her perspective. Where was he? Why was he there? Was he Who just knows? there for meal on he his own? He gave her an excuse that we haven't seen on screen. I think it's wrong. And Mandy, you're letting, you're, you're, you're acting wrong. Me. <laughs> Towards Otis. I think she's fine. She's hanging out with someone that she feels like is her friend in Dolph Ziggler. Even though we can see what Dolph's doing, she can't see that. It's what's it called? It's uh, when the audience can see what's going on. Oh, it's a term, isn't it? That's really annoying, because I do know it. Nope. Stage. Dramatic irony. That's the one. Dramatic irony. (laughs) Stage. When, (laughs) When the audience knows something, no, the performers don't. Mm. The actors don't. Um, yes. So, but then after they leave together, they just kind of head on out from the from the thing. Uh, Otis comes out, hiding behind a box, behind a behind a crate. Yeah, just comes out, hair in front of his face, looking really dishevelled. Kind of saunters up. Yeah, it, it looked awesome. Depressed Otis is awesome. Uh, I really love the story. Yeah, my poor heart breaks for Otis, and I love it. Um, Seamus cuts a promo in a dark room again. Yeah. Thankfully, the feud with Shorty G seems to be over, question mark. And he enters himself into the Elimination Chamber. So he is the first male star to do that? Uh, I believe so. I mean, Roman's going to be in it. Yeah, um, totally. But yeah, he's, a, he's the first one in it. So him and, mm-hmm. and Lacey are now the first two kind of believe so, respective yes. chambers. But then after that, we get uh, Apollo Crews is watching that promo backstage, uh, watching it on a monitor and being like, oh, that's bad, I don't like him. Uh, Shorty G comes in, who, of course, Seamus beat Shorty G and Apollo Crews uh, last week. Uh, he beat them together last week as well. And uh, Shorty G comes in, he goes, Hey, man, don't get yourself down. Pep talk stuff. We're great. We can bounce back from this. May not have been the best moment for us last week, but you know what? We're great. And Apollo cuts him off and just be like, Hey, I don't need your pep talk. 
You can deal with Seamus in your way, and I'll deal with him in my way. And then he walks off. He didn't smile once during this segment. So is this finally, this isn't a face turn, this isn't a heel turn. Mm. This is a character turn, because Apollo Crews might be getting a character for the first time ever. Hot damn. Up until now, his character has been surprisingly athletic. Which isn't really a character. No. Like, it can be a facet of it, like Keith Mm -hmm. Lee. Uh, But Apollo Crews was, man is big, man do flip. Yes. And that was it. Uh, So hopefully he actually has a character now moving forward. Mm -hmm. That would be good. And here's where I think that Sheamus is actually going to get written out of the Elimination Chamber match by Apollo Crews. Shorty G's going to be like, hey, man, I'm man, I'm going to be great. And Apollo Crews is like, I actually hate you. Screw you. And he's going to beat him up, which leaves the slot open for Mustafa Ali to slide back in and be like, hey, man, why don't I take this spot? I reckon one of Apollo or Shorty G will uh, successfully kind of enter themselves into the chamber. Mm-hmm. And be like, oh, this is a huge moment. They'll get a bit of a run, but then they'll be taken out. I just, yeah. Maybe they'll roll up Seamus or something like that in the chamber. Yeah, um, it's possible. But one of the yeah, there maybe maybe there'll be like a qualifying match between those two. Maybe they have a bit more kind of back and forth next week, and then the week after it's kind of like, okay, well next week you and I go one on one. The winner gets the elimination chamber spot. Mm-hmm. I prefer I like it. it if it was Shorty G. Yes, Chad Gable. Chad Gable, not Shorty G. Um, yes, then we get the number one contendership match for Bailey SmackDown Women's Championship between Naomi and Carmella. This is for the match at Super Showdown on Thursday. Uh, Bailey was at ringside for this one. She eventually got ejected from the match when she tried to stop Naomi from winning in particular. I think because in her mind, she already beat Carmella, yeah. so she could beat her again. She's more scared of Naomi, which was good storytelling. Uh, yeah, Bailey starts to interfere, she gets ejected, and eventually Naomi wins. This was a little bit of a sloppy match, which yeah. is unfortunate because they're both actually pretty good in ring performers. It wasn't great. There were a lot, a lot of just roll-ups, yeah. which just kind of felt like they'd forgotten what they were doing. Mm. And there was one bit at the start where she just kind of grabbed her leg and they just stood there for a bit, and you could tell they were going, Oh crap, what, uh, what's next? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and there was some missed kicks, there was mm. a dodgy pin. Yeah. Uh, uh, but Naomi won with her split leg kind of moonsault yep. thingy, which is fine. She's the better wrestler, and hopefully it'll be a better match. Yes, hopefully so. Uh, so, yeah, Bailey versus Naomi happening at Super Showdown mm-hmm. on Thursday in Saudi Arabia. Uh, but then final segment of the show was Goldberg, who'd been teased throughout the whole show. Uh, he actually made an appearance <gasps> in person. Uh, came out full pizzazz, uh, pyro, full music entrance, came out, did his whole shtick. Came out into the ring and was just like, hey man, it's been a while since I've been on SmackDown. Has he ever been on SmackDown before? Uh, yeah, in the old days. But it was his, it was his, it was his Fox yeah. debut. That's what, that's, they kept, that's what they kept yeah. pushing. Is Box it? debut. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he comes out and he says, I'm going to take my sweet time. Mm. Hey, feed it. And then gets cut off. So, you yeah. know, n- not too much time. Uh, gets interrupted by a Firefly Funhouse. Uh, Bray Wyatt's like, hey, there's some people I want you to meet. And he introduces all of his puppets. Yeah. This is Evan. Go, hey, Bill. Hey, Bill. Hey, Billy boy, etc. He goes, oh, and there's one more person that I want you to meet. <laughs> Lights cut out. Fiend is in the ring. Goldberg's still looking at the Titan Tron and just goes, you're behind me, aren't you? Well, yeah, so there's a fiend and he's behind me, yeah. I think it was. And Goldberg immediately spears him. Yep. And interestingly, he sort of no-sold it, but also sold it. 
He sold it, but I mean, like he he sold like the stumps and Daniel Bryan's running yeah. knees to a degree, and then got up. Kind of the same thing with the spear here. Mm. Sold it, and then after like five seconds, he was getting back up onto his knees and kind of flicked his hair back and stared down Goldberg. Lights cut out, lights come back on, and he's gone. And yeah. that was the end of the show, really. Goldberg was like, yeah. So it, it sort of felt like, uh, oh, crap. Okay, this is, I have to think about this. Possibly. Now that, now that he's sort of shown, okay, well, that, that hurt Yeah. a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not that bothered about this match. I hope yeah. that The Fiend wins um, because I just don't think Goldberg needs to be the champion. And no, I not at all. I don't think he's willing to be a full-time champion. No, exactly. Well, it wouldn't even be full-time. He'd just hold it until Mania, probably. Yeah. But, um, yeah, for, for me, that kind of sums up this whole show mm. being like, I'm actually not more excited for Super Showdown out of this show. And I mean, it, I was never going it, to be. It's the go-home show for Super Showdown, and it hasn't made me excited at all. Uh, it, it was a perfectly average show. It built a couple of stories. Uh, there was It was kind of a mixed bag of promos and matches in terms of quality. Like, all of them were either really good or really bad, or somewhere in the middle. It was just a, a really eclectic mix of things that happened throughout the whole show. Three out of five, yeah, I guess? I, I'm giving it a, a high know. two, yeah. a mid to high two out of five. Um, yeah, like two, two and a half out of five, basically. Yeah. There, was, there was nothing wrong with it, but it didn't make me excited for anything, and we're just getting the same feuds. Yeah, uh, um, I, but Otis Story is fantastic, yeah. and I will say that. So you're feeling a little bit worse for wear today. Mm. Uh, we went out to a pub. We had a few drinks there. We went out and did some karaoke, which if you follow us on Instagram, you would have seen Instagram live because Luke gets very excited. He does. And he starts streaming stuff. Uh, so we did have, have some impromptu Instagram live live mm. streams while we were doing karaoke yesterday. Yes. which was and something. I, as most people who know me know, I don't drink very often. No, I very rarely drink. But I thought, you know what? My girlfriend is really near to the office. Mm -hmm. If I have a few drinks, I can just I can just go there. Because mm -hmm. last time for our Christmas do, she was out of the country, so I yeah. couldn't just go and crash there. Uh, but this time I thought, you know what? Worst comes to worst, I'll have two drinks and then I'll wait till I've sobered up and then I'll drive home. Yeah. But I thought she's going to be around. So I had I didn't have loads, but I had like five or six drinks. Mm -hmm. um, and I just that's that's more than I drink ever really. Yep. So I, I don't I, I, f I felt worse. I yes. don't feel particularly hungover. I've just got a slightly dodgy tummy this morning. Yeah. Uh, and a slight a bit of a you know when you wake up with a bit of a headache. It's not like yeah. a super bad headache, but it's just like this is a this is a specific kind of headache. You get. Yes. Absolutely. Um, Look yeah. at you uh, chatting like a like a, a professional drinker. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was very now. fun and it was good because I didn't have to leave early. Uh, karaoke this time, mm. so I, yeah. Uh, so you could stay. I got to sing thing. my heart out. Did yeah. a bit of Robbie Williams, a bit of uh, yeah. Frozen, Pete's favorite um, Disney film. It's, it's fine. Um, it's, it's perfectly adequate. And Pete got very angry singing "I'm on a boat" by the Lonely Island. I did. It's an angry song. Yeah. You have to be very angry singing it. Yeah, so, yeah. It was very good. Um, but. We've got some emails <gasps> about Datsun World problems. We do, but before that, I just want to apologise to Monster Munch. Because mm -hmm. last week, I, I, I went in on them. You did. And I imagine Mr. Munch was listening. Yeah. And he thought, well, we're going to have to add the flavour. Because if, if our number one fan is, is, is complaining that there's enough flavour, 
This morning I had a pack. Perfect. Like, it was one of, the, one of the best I can remember. It was really... I even When I was talking about it, my mouth just started watering. When I was, <laughs> and I was thinking about it. And it was really good, um, which is more than can be said for the ready meal I had, which is a shepherd's pie from Waitrose, which sucked. So that's going to be your new one. So yeah. next week you have to buy the same one again, see if yeah. they've up the flavour, exactly, the quality. Exactly, because most food uh, sort of people... Food people. Food people. And manufacturers listen to this. Yes. And yeah, also, yeah. uh, apologise to my parents uh, because I have now got a Nintendo Switch. I bought myself one. Um, <laughs> so, and I'm going to play it a lot this yeah. evening. Nice. What are you going to play? Well, it, it came with three games. It came with obviously one, two Switch. So I don't want to mm -hmm. play that. But it sure. also came with um, Mario Odyssey. Yes, nice. And Mario Kart Super Deluxe 8 or something. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. That's the yeah. one, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm going to play those. I'm going to get myself Pokemon. Nice. Smash Bros. Probably Mario yeah. Party. Just the kind of basic ones Mario to get, get, get me started. Zelda, maybe. I've never played a Zelda game in my life, but I feel like I, I should. I hadn't either until Breath of the Wild. Mm. It's really good. It is really, really good. Yeah. Um, so I, I would, yeah. Yeah. I no, I'm gonna. It's, it's like my because I just I've got an Xbox One, but I just never ever play it because mm. it just hasn't got a lot of games that I like. I, I started trying to play Red Dead Redemption. And I played it for like two hours and I'm like, mm. I'm bored. Yeah. Because you got you kind of you got you got to feed yourself and stuff like that. I, was yeah. like, oh, I don't I don't do, I can barely do that in real life. <laughs> I don't do that on here. But anyway, what are people complaining about? Yes. Yeah, so we've got some Datsun World problems. So for those of you who are listening in who don't know what Datsun World problems are, it's mm. just stuff that is like a first world problem, but an even more niche and extreme first world problem that only Andy Datsun could can possibly complain about. Mm. We've got some people emailing in their own Datsun World problems. So we've got one here from Eli. Hello, who, Eli. Who Drake, in, I imagine. Uh, who emails in to say, Dear Pete, and then in brackets, aggressively. Mm. One thing that I hate almost more than anything is when my bed sheets are uneven or undone. My girlfriend shifts and shuffles so much through the night and sleeps in later than me that by the time I'm back from work, of course on my side, the fitted sheet is completely off the corner. My side of the bed is against the wall and I can't pull the whole bed off the wall, so I have to struggle to tuck it into the corner. And then, just when I thought I'd got on the hang of fixing it, my girlfriend bought a weighted blanket that weighs down the comforter and sheets so I can't, I cannot pull the sheets and fix them. This is so maddening and I just wanted to share this with you, it was oddly therapeutic. Thank you. P.S. I love my girlfriend, but her bedsheet habits give me anxiety. So I feel like we have to then give solutions to these problems. No, we don't. Oh, we no, don't. we don't. This, no, 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 no. This is just a venting place. I want to give a solution. You've just got to leave her. I mean, <laughs> I, I, mean I, I, I could have written this email because my girlfriend does exactly the same thing. <laughs> Her, of course you could. Her nickname, which I won't divulge, and you're not allowed to either, because oh, that would really no. embarrass her, is, is to do with how much she just moves when she sleeps. It's mm -hmm. utterly ridiculous. Yeah. I woke up last night, and you know the, you know the, the classic fetal position that people sleep yes. in? Yes. Her rear had pushed me like I w I could I'm a slim guy yeah. and I could only just about lie straight, <laughs> and then we're in a double bed. Yeah. I just, I just. All you have to do, uh, Eli, just prod them, and then they, they probably won't wake up. But as soon as they get a prod, they'll kind of. It's like when you like slap a horse. <laughs> they'll just, they'll just kind of, whoo, like thrust forward onto the other side of the bed. 
Um, Did you just compare all women to horses? No, no, no. I, just, just my girlfriend. <laughs> um, love you, dear. Um, but yeah, Eli. Did she listen? No. Okay. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> um, yeah, Eli, you just got to leave her. I think. Yeah. Uh, it's the only, it's only logical. This. Uh, no, but I, I'm, I'm the sort of person who, despite having a double bed, just sleeps in the same place all the time. Mm-hmm. So I have to change. I have to change my sheets quite a lot because. Because I'm in one place all the time, yeah, it gets quite crinkled very quickly. Mm. Um, so I, I feel the pain. Yeah, I feel the pain. So this Especially is when it's not your fault. This has now become people will send in their Datsun world problems, and then you talk about your own Datsun world problem that's related to their <laughs> yeah. Datsun. Or world I just problem. give them a solution. What's the next one? Next one comes in from Nick. Ah, oh, Nick. Who says, "Hello, SmackDown boys. I have an Andy world problem that everyone always tells me I overreact and it shouldn't bother me, but it does. I live in an apartment complex and the person next to me parks on the line by my vehicle every day. Literally, they are like one inch, sorry America, into my parking spot every day. I have to park bad or squeeze out of my car every day after work and in the morning. To this day, every time I pull into the parking lot, my blood gets slightly boiled and I say I'm going to leave a note on their car, but my lady partner won't let me. Park between your own lines. Thanks for the consistent consistency. Um, Nick from Wisconsin. I mean, I couldn't agree more. It is really not. I mean, like, I'm, not, I'm not like that. <laughs> thing is, I don't think that's something you should ever react about. That's really irritating because that's just. But it's not. It's not like a. You just no, stop doing this thing. For it's example, not, it's not that serious. If you've parked yeah. and then you go, wake up the next morning, go, and then your car is, you can't get in. Like, there have been times where I've had to like climb through the passenger, mm. like the the like front other front seat door. Yeah. And when it gets to that point, yeah, that's and, too much. Because there are other times where someone will park next to me. And then so tight that they'll just open the door and hit my car. There was one time I was just parked, and this woman just parked next to me and opened the car door to hit my car. And I just kind of looked at her, and I, she, I could tell that she hadn't realised that I was sitting there. Yeah. And I just got a, oh no, I'm so sorry, I had no idea. And like, luckily there was no damage, but it was just kind of donk. Yeah. Um, but Nick, yeah, that is. It's really annoying. I think the only solution to that then is to move out. Uh, you just got to move somewhere else. Yeah, right? is to or blow up his car or her yeah. car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Slash the tires at least. Yeah, but Kia. the other one that gets me is when you're when you are waiting. F- so you you can see someone's leaving. Yeah. Their parking spot. So you're waiting for them to leave, and the car behind you is like revving and kind of honking at you. It's like, you can see what I'm doing. I want to go in there. <laughs> Why would you like me to go? Yeah. Anyway, thank you, Nick. So now this has just become Datsun therapy. <laughs> yeah. this is, it's evolving. We're going to okay. do one, we'll, we'll do one more for today, and we'll save. Uh, I've got another three. Uh, we've got four more left, mm. so I'll do one more uh, for this one. We'll do another three next week. And uh, if you want to send in more, of course, Pete at WrestleTalk.com. Email me your Datsun world problems, and we'll probably read them out on the mm, show. These good. are great. We've got one here from Matthew Perry. Not that one. Hello, Matt. Hello, hello, Mr. Lieutenant Matthew Perry. I oh, believe, uh, who says? Hi Pete, just wanted to send in my Datsun world problem so that others can know my plight. I love McDonald's breakfast. Oh. I know that they aren't healthy, but mm. they are my guilty pleasure. Mm. However, I have one special request when I make that order. I always ask for a small Coke with no ice. That way, I can drink it at my pace and don't have to worry about the ice melting and watering down the drink. 
For some reason, this request is never fulfilled. It's gotten to the point where I say it louder and slower than the rest of my order, but to no avail. It grinds my gears when they go to hand me the drink and I can hear the ice clinking against the sides, making me realize that I must continue to live in the perpetual hell of having refreshing beverages with frozen cubes of water in them. I'm quite certain that I have suffered more than any other person alive solely because of this issue. Yeah. Very that, respectfully, Matthew Perry. That's not cool, man. It All is right. cool, actually. Yeah. It's ice. That's the point. Um, yeah, I've seen. I don't. I've had. I think I've had one McDonald's breakfast in my life. Mm. It was like a breakfast wrap or something like that, and it was fine. But it like. Does I, that I, have anything to do with what you're going to say next, or is that just a fun anecdote? I know. You've only I, I, I totally get. Breakfast. I totally get the McDonald's thing because it's like it, it's not that difficult not to put ice in a thing, mm. especially if you consistently ask for it. The reason that these places and all places put so much ice in it is because it, then they don't have to put as much liquid in it. Like you, you'll get like I, I think at the karaoke bar last night, mm -hmm. I got a drink and Ollie gave it to me, and it was like a proper sort of normal sort of glass. And it was like two like mouthfuls, yeah. Because there was just so much ice in there, yeah. Um, you, man. But yeah, uh, I don't relate to that one as much because I like to have a bit of ice in my drink. It, it basically means that Matthew Perry is an idiot because you don't yeah. relate to it. Therefore, it just yeah, it's just not exactly. a that exists. Shut up, Matthew. Yeah. Uh, go to KFC instead, <laughs> or why don't you just blow up McDonald's? Have a real. Don't say that. <laughs> uh, or just like have some something more healthy. Um, Done about that one, mate. Because not only is it expensive to get a McDonald's breakfast every morning. Cause I don't think he mentioned every morning. Didn't he? He just says, no, they're not healthy. They're my guilty pleasure. He says he just oh, loves okay. McDonald's breakfast. Okay. Well, I, I reckon he has them at least three times a day. Um, <laughs> but... Just get some some cornflakes um, or some water. Do you want to hear sort of weird thing? Get some, get some water with your with your meal because then if the ice melts in your water, you've just got more water. Do you want to hear a weird breakfast thing that I've inherited from my parent, from my mother? Especially? I mean, not really, but yes, I'm sure you're going to tell me anyway. Um, so cornflakes, mm -hmm. milk, yeah, and raspberry jam. I could see it working. Uh, milk is a bit questionable in that combination. Because the thing is, the milk doesn't permeate the jam at all. Mm. So it's basically, you just have a slightly, like, I don't know, it's basically like eating like a breakfast bar with a bit of like fruit sort of compote jam on top. Right. Um, but every time I've shown that to someone, they think I'm a complete freak. Yeah, I could, I could possibly see it working. It I, works. I think that the milk and jam combo is not one that I'd be willing to See, try. I will have milk with anything. I used to, when I got home from school, anything. I would- Pretty much anything. I would, uh, my snack when I got back from home to school was a packet of McCoy salt and vinegar crisps. I would put a McCoy salt and vinegar no, crisps in my mouth. No, you wouldn't. And then I would just pour milk in it. Why? I love milk. I drink so much milk. <laughs> like, f ever since I was born, I was straight to the teat and straight to the cow. <laughs> and then as soon as I was off those, I was straight to the cow teat. Always semi skimmed, never full fat or, or skimmed. Um, You're weird, man. But yeah, milk is, I mean, I've never broken a bone in my life, so who's laughing now? Me, because you're weird. Hey, the, the cow is good. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> the cow 
is good. We should, yeah. we should, yeah, we'll stick that on some merch. We'll get that done. Mm. Speaking of merch, you should get some. WrestleTalkMerch.com. Yeah. You should go buy a Dance Chopper t-shirt. That, mm. that exists now. And go what if you one. want to come and see you live in person wearing a t-shirt, Pete? Mm. You can go do that. Because we're doing our first wrestling live show, March 16th. WrestleTalkLive.com. We're going to Great Portland Street, the venue 229. Come see some of the best independent UK wrestling. Uh, and beforehand, uh, me, Adam, Ollie, Luke, and Laurie are going to be doing a podcast before with the five of us, which is going to be really cool. I will also be there. Datsun will also be there, probably talking about his own Datsun world yeah. problems. Of his, tra- his travel there will no doubt inconvenience him in some minor oh, yeah. way. Oh, yeah. And that would be... The, I think if you were on the podcast, that would take up maybe 30% of it, which is yeah. for you talking about your travel there. Yeah. I imagine what it will be is just Luke talking. Because that's what happened at the last two live shows we've done. No! Yeah. Not properly. <laughs> It'll be fine. We've got five of us now. That mm. means we're, all of us are going to talk more. Uh, anyway, that's all the time we've got for this one. Oh, by the way, just before we head on out of here, uh, we have uh, revamped Screen Stalker, <gasps> and it's now called Parts Fun Known, which is a really, really dumb name, but I love it. Mm. And it, And if you're thinking, Man, they must have been drunk when they came up with that. <laughs> You're right, we were. Um, but that's what we're going with, it's parts fun known. Uh, Adam Blompier's fantasy booking videos are gonna live over there, so go and check that out. His first one is already up, uh, which is how he would do uh, Kurt Angle's illegitimate son, that whole angle, it's really good, I've watched it, it's great. Um, so go give that a watch and give us a subscribe over there. We're doing more wrestling content over there, which is gonna be more like fun, higher produced, higher quality, more informative fun stuff, but we're going to keep all the news and reviews over on the WrestleTalk YouTube channel. So go and give us a, a subscribe on that YouTube channel too, if you feel like watching some cool wrestling content over there in the near future. I Got have lots of cool things over there. 10 subscribers on YouTube, and I don't know why, because I've never put out a video in my life. I'm really glad that you interrupted the plugging and the outro of this podcast to tell us that. You're welcome. Thanks very much. <laughs> anyway, that's all the time we've got for this episode of the WrestleTalk podcast. Uh, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back on Tuesday for the Raw review. Uh, we've got all sorts of stuff coming up this week because we've got Super Showdown, we've got AEW Revolution, and we're going to have reviews and live reactions for both of those. So stay tuned. We've got lots of content coming your way. Thank you very much for listening. Love you all. Goodbye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.